You are now listening to the Jamal's Giants podcast. I'm your host, Jamal Frank. If you enjoyed the following episode, we ask that you please share it with friends, family, and anybody that you may please. You can follow us on all social media platforms at Jamal's Giants, J-A-M-A-L-S-G-I-A-N-T-S. Once again, J-A-M-A-L-S-G-I-A-N-T-S. Thank you for listening. God is almighty. Jesus is king. And enjoy the episode. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Jamal's Giants podcast. I'm your host, Jamal Frank. And look, I know it's been a long time. And it's, I think the last time I recorded was April 17th, I believe. And I, it's been a really long time. I was heading into finals week, and I wanted to get one out for you guys. And I'm back today. I had a lot going on. And, you know, a lot has been going on in the world and in this country in general. So I felt the time was right to come back. And I'm not doing it by myself. Today, I got my close friend, my brother, my returning co-host. And, uh, Tony, I was about to say Antonio, but I'm going to call you Tony. Go, Tony, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> what's up? What's up? <laughs> All right. And yeah, so basically today, we're not going to be trying to teach y'all nothing or uh, what's the word? We're not trying to inform y'all on nothing. We're just trying to invoke thought. So today's topic will be three different, different, excuse me, thought-provoking questions. Tony, uh... How you want to do it? You want to switch on and off, or you want me just ask you each time and then not answer, or it don't really matter? I guess you can ask me each time because I'm <clears throat> the guest. <laughs> nah, you the co-host, but all right. <laughs> so the questions for today: Number one, do you think America is going in the right direction? And if so, or if not, do you think we are too far gone? Number two, do you think that African Americans are headed in the right direction? And then number three. What can we do as African-Americans to better our situation? So two and three kind of, you know, play off of each other. And before we get into it, I got my shout outs and, of course, the verse for today. So my shout outs for today go to Coach Webb, Mr. Gambrel, and you as a listener. Whoever is listening, my shout out is to you. I thank y'all for for tuning in each and every time. And, of course, a huge shout out to Coach Webb and Mr. Gambrel. I thank y'all for everything that y'all do for me, for real. And then my verse for today is Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. And it's going to read, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And I'm going to read it one more time. Colossians chapter 3, verse 5. Put to death, therefore, whatever brings to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Hey, Tony. Can you hear me? Yeah. You got any uh any shout outs? Um, well, Memorial Day just happened, so I want to get a shout out to all the fallen Facts. soldiers, sailors, marines, Facts. airmen. Facts, bro. Coast that's guardians. A, that's a fact. Yeah, huge shout out to all the all those who laid their lives their lives down for us to live how we're living right now. So we can't thank them enough. Uh huge shout out to them. And yeah, let's go ahead and get to it. So, Tony, the first question. Do you think America is going in the right direction? And if not, do you think we are too far gone? Would it be cliche of me to say no? <laughs> nah. Because I, I don't believe anyone should believe America is going in the right direction. I agree. I don't believe, but I also don't believe anybody or anything is too far gone to save itself. Okay. Elaborate. If you don't I mind. believe, I don't know the exact numbers, but I believe scientists estimate at least another 50,000 years 
at mm-hmm. least I know it could be more, maybe a little less for humans. Mm-hmm. I feel like we as a collective unit could change in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Not even just America and all countries in general, but right. America by itself. I feel like if we look back at all the wars we've been a part of, mm-hmm. those are the only times that Americans can come to, and Americans can come together as one and really unite against something. Right. And right. as soon as the war is over, we go back to fighting amongst each other. Hey, hold up, hold up. I'm going to cut you off because that, that made me think. Um, I believe it was the Vietnam. Matter of fact, it was, like you said, all the wars, like, I was doing research on the, I was doing research on the Vietnam War in particular, and basically it was talking about how, you know, the black soldiers, because you know this this that whole situation was controversial in and of itself. But once these black soldiers were out on the front lines with whites and whoever else with these white people and, and Caucasian people, whoever were out on the front lines, they were out there fighting together. But as soon as they got back, you know, they getting hit with the n words and the you're less than me and then the segregation and all that type of crazy stuff so to me it's just like and of course that was even more so with world war ii so i'm just like that's crazy to me so that's a great point i'm not gonna lie that's a great point exactly like one thing i can take away from not exactly personal experience but close enough is mm-hmm. with um navy and marines we talk junk a lot to each other about mm-hmm. one branch is lesser but I know people who have gone to war with Marines, and I know Marines that have gone to war with Navy. And when they bleed together, when they fight together, y'all brothers that forms a bond, and it, that doesn't change when the war is over. That's a fact. And yeah. I, My bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. And I, I can, I feel like if something really could bring us together, because mm-hmm. obviously, unfortunately, it's not Black Lives Matter or Asian Lives Matter or uh, LGBT. It's, it's none of that. It's it's got to be something organic, something not created, something that just happens. And mm-hmm. war is not something that just happens. Uh, protesting, um, I see any of that yeah, stuff just doesn't just happen. We need something that everyone relates to and everyone can say, ooh, this needs to be better. Even the earth dying isn't something that's going to bring everybody together because not everybody, because with the way they talk about global warming and the ice caps melting in years from now when none of us that are alive now will even be here so why should we care you know and you gotta get something it's gotta be something that unites anyone and everyone no i got you i don't know what that could be honestly yeah so like i don't know like to touch on one of your points like um the the movements of black lives matter in particular is like it has been, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say fabricated, but diluted. Yeah, diluted. Like it began. Now that leads back to the people who created the movement in and of itself. I don't mean the movement of you know black empowerment and, and things and standing up for ourselves as a community, but I mean literally like the commercialized version of Black Lives Matter and the selling of of Black Lives Matter. Like that's the problem to me. I feel like we can't our problem with that in particular came in when when black lives matter tried to sell it and push it and commercialize it but like you said i think unfortunately something like like the previous wars that the world has had is when america can come together as one but my response to that question uh do i think america's going in the right direction is the same as you know but you said you don't think we're too far gone and i see i won't say i think we are but i'm kind of on the fence because 
I look at it like this. The foundation that America was built on and America as America as a concept and not literally the ground of America, but like the concept and and the people who built it, it wasn't a strong foundation. And I don't mean the the enslaved people. I won't say the slaves because I don't address them as slaves. I won't say the I'm not speaking on the enslaved people, but rather the concept of America and how they came here and took America, really, because like you and I know, people were here uh, before who would we say Chris, Christopher Columbus and all of them got here. So it's like just that foundation. I feel like from all of those years, all these hundreds and hundreds of years, because America really isn't that old in comparison. Well, America, as we know, it isn't that old in comparison to these other countries and nations. So I feel like the events that are going down now are starting to really test this foundation that I don't believe personally is very strong. So it's kind of like, I don't know if it's too late, but at the same time, I feel like this concept of America won't go down without a fight either. And as you can see, it's there's been a lot of division and, and rift in the country, and it's even beyond black and white. This is talk, coming down to beliefs, uh, uh, social beliefs, um, uh, what's the word, religious beliefs. Like this is, it's, the divide is becoming great, unfortunately. So it's like, I don't know if, if that makes sense. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I agree. I feel like as a black male, I cannot even remotely agree that America is savable. In right. any way. But as a human being, when because Ooh. I am a black male, I am able to remove color from it because I don't see color. And most I can't I can't say all, but most black people, most colored people can remove color from it because they know what it's like to be judged by color. And right. removing color from it, as humans, I believe we can set aside differences because it's been done before. And it's right, only look. been done when America's been an underdog. And what do you do when you need to be an underdog against yourself? All right, look, tell me out, tell me out, you bro. You got up, a, you brought up a great point. So that that made me think of a question that that I've heard before, and, and a concept that I've heard. So really, the the thought is, um, how do I put this? Are you American for first, or are you black first? Like, look, just think about the term African American, like. I always looked at it like this. If we were Americans, if, if we were all one, why would they put on that African in, in front of it or that Asian in front of it or that Mexican in front of it? You know what I'm trying to say? Like that because it's oh, yeah, literally because of the verbiage and how it's worded, there will literally always be a, a separation. And I get, you know, you always want to be tied in into your, you know, they call it, it's a melting pot here. You always want to be tied into your heritage. But at the same time, we can't all be one, which is, apparently the goal which is um stated i guess you, you could say to be the goal when we are african americans and mexican americans and asian americans so it's like are we as as you and i are we black males first are we black first or are we american first because in my eyes those are two completely different things if i'm being honest like you know what i'm trying to say i, I do when i joined the military um someone said to me they were like you should never put anything in front of your American American citizenship. You're, you're American American this, American that. But I feel like aside from I feel like African American is the only one that's wrong. And mm -hmm. before people jump with me, <laughs> Asian American, Native American, Mexican American, those people usually are from either those countries or continents 
mm-hmm. or they have close relatives that are that, which makes them that by direct. Oh, my goodness, you is me talking right now. Me specifically, I don't know how far back I would have to go to have someone from Africa. Bro. I'll be honest with you, I'm not African. Yes, you could say I'm African American if you want to clarify that. I'm black and I'm American. Black American don't sound right, so I'm just American. And Look, I just have to be black. That's how I feel about it. Now that makes sense. I would say this though, like to me, I'm bored. I'm glad you touched on that because to me that goes that that goes back to that foundation that I'm talking about that American. Like I said, I'm not speaking on the continent itself, America, but or North America rather. Well, I, yeah, just the United States, I should say. We're not. I'm not talking about the ground in the geography of the United States, but I'm, I'm speaking to the concept of the United States. Anyway, when they brought us, and I'm gonna say us because this is our heritage. This is a proven fact in our lineage. So when they brought our ancestors from Africa and, and to uh, the United States and to the Bahamas and to the Caribbean and for this chattel slavery, they they separated us from our culture and they deprived us excuse me deprived us of what we knew at the time you gotta think we were going from nations and countries where we of course we're speaking our our own tongue our native tongue to a nation in a place in a concept that we've never been before so that trickles down today to where you and i we don't know who our ancestors were we don't know what nations our family was from or and i mean in africa i don't mean here like we don't know so it's like to me that goes to show like just how deep this plot was because that's not unintentional in my eyes that was very intentional like there there's you don't accidentally deprive the people of their their heritage and everything that they know so i don't know can i ask you a question though tony for sure for sure when you you say when you joined the guy asked you uh or he told you not told you like you know you gonna listen to me but like you know he kind of mentioned like your american comes first but like was he white or was he black or something else i believe he was white i don't more so remember the first time more so remember the right right now nah, and I'm, I'm only asking because i look at it like this and me and you talk about this all the time off off record but like the experience of a young white man in america is a hundred percent i wouldn't even say 90 percent is a hundred percent going to be different than the experience of a young black man in america so for him like i can't speak to you because i can't speak on your behalf rather because you know you're in the military you you made that pledge but i haven't so it's like the things that that brother went through and i'm saying brother not as a, a black man but you know just a brother as a human being the things that that brother went through growing up well, i'm sure it was a lot different than what you and i have experienced growing up so it's like how it's, it's very hard for me to to be patriotic to a country that doesn't care to me that seems to not care or well, i would really say that doesn't care when we get gunned down in the streets or or when we get murdered in our churches unfortunately like crazy things like this like how can i be patriotic to a country like that like you know what i'm trying to say though yeah i agree but i also feel like from his standpoint i like that he was able to look at me as a human being uh uh not even that as a sailor and say you're american i don't care what else you're american you're mm-hmm. in the that's right and i feel like yes they don't focus they don't pay attention when black people get killed but it's it's kind of getting to the point where they don't pay attention to when anyone gets killed i can see that but i'll say this to combat that and i will make this clear to anybody listening like we aren't arguing this is our regular we always talk about this so this is just us talking but anyway like 
I would say the only difference, and and first off, rest in peace to everybody who's been brutalized or anything like that, especially in recent events, I ask that God rest all of their souls in peace. But the difference to me is that our brutalization has been going on for hundreds, literally since the time that we've been here, hundreds of years. Mm -hmm. But this this newfound wickedness, because that's what it all is, it's it's evil, it's it's Satan, it's wickedness. This has come, I would say, recently. Not to say that white people haven't been killed before and Mexicans haven't been killed before and Asians haven't been killed before, but like ours has been going on a a lot longer. And I don't want to make it seem like, oh, black people, uh, we need more sympathy and things like that. I'm just saying we need it needs to be addressed properly is all I'm saying. I don't want to make it seem like these killings don't matter because a killing is a killing. That's wicked. That's evil. You know what I'm trying to say? So that's I just feel like it's, it's a lot different because our brutalization, and which is the best word I can use, has been going on for a long time. But look, Tony, we can talk about this <laughs> question all day, so I'm going to go to the next one. So the second one, do you think, and I'll, I'll let you answer this one. Do you think that African-Americans are headed in the right direction? African-Americans, black people, however you want to address that. Um, I want to say, yes, you know, of course, I want to be like, yeah, we're, we're doing good. We're just a little down from other people, but I don't feel we're heading in the right direction. I don't either. To be honest, I don't. But I feel like, like, I feel like rap's taking over mm-hmm. the wrong kind of rap. Gospel is not taking over. R&B is not taking over. Mm-hmm. I would rather the music industry be dominated by people crying about being cheated on than killing and shooting other black people i feel like we know the stereotypes but we adhere to them rather than Mm. fight around it i am not gonna steal when i go in a store but i don't wear my hood and i take my hands out my pockets because i know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. you wear a do-rag all the time at home but i've never seen you wear one one in public exactly because look like you said i know I'm, for those who know me, you know I'm a, with in the most humblest way, I'm a good kid. I'm not trying to rob, I'm not trying to shoot you, nothing crazy like that. So, but it's the thing when I when I wear one out, when I wear this do rag out, you do these people in charge, they're not telling me apart from my counterparts who look just like me, uh, whatever. They're not they're not telling us apart as oh he's a scholar, and he's a game banger. To to them, we're all one and the same. So I have to be smart in how I move and it's not out of fear per se it's out of awareness because like I said they're not gonna they're not gonna look at two young men of Tony for example if me and you were out and about and then we we crossed paths with another group of of young black men they could be gangbangers and all types of crazy things like that and me and you could be you know scholarly kids uh young men when we out together we're all the same to them because you got to think we even dress similar we we talk similar and that's not in terms of uh gang banging and and being delinquents but that's just black culture a lot of us talk the same uh a lot of us grew up the same yeah we got all types of colloquialisms and slangs and uh all types of things like that so it's like like you said we I don't know we do play into it and we do it I feel like a, a big part of our problem is that we do it to to stand up and approve a point but this is the thing you trying to prove that point what can literally god forbid but it can literally cost you your life like just because you wanted to prove a point and 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 show and stand up to this wicked system you can lose your life and i'm not saying that you shouldn't i just think there's a certain way to go about it it's like you 
you got for for one see i'm getting all excited bro <laughs> for one we got you on the same page because we can't be trying to stand up here and there and 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 trend someone's name on twitter and then forget about it six months later like it's exactly. bigger than that we all got to be on the same page it has to be a, a movement and i don't mean black lives matter i mean a, a literal movement we all have to be one and the same and it's not like we're trying to overthrow america because that's not our goal at all it's not my goal that's not jamal's goal <laughs> at least so it's like we just need to and this goes back once again to my point of this foundation that america was built on is it possible for us to get that respect if we have been disrespected and dehumanized for hundreds and hundreds of years? Tony, I'm going to ask you this. Do you think it's too late for us to get that respect? Like, do you think there's anything I, that we... Let's say let's say we was all we were all on the same page. Do you really think there's a way that we could get the respect that we needed? Or, or I, do you think it's I, I will not answer that, but I will answer it. I'll say there's no better time in history than now and the future mm -hmm. i agree i i definitely agree with that because but, oh, go, ahead, go ahead go ahead go ahead another thing i will say is that you know you know the saying uh treat people how you want to be treated mm -hmm. of course everyone knows that yeah i don't feel we as black people do that and what i mean not by racism or anything what i mean is the benefit of the doubt you know how mm -hmm. we you wear do rags and a white beater and I'll or and you wanna you don't wanna be treated you don't wanna be seen as a gangbanger because you're not a gangbanger. Right. Well, there are cops or white people who aren't racist or cops who aren't bad cops mm -hmm. that wanna be seen as good cops who do their job the right way and we mm -hmm. don't wanna see them that way because of what's been done to us. And I feel like if yeah, they've done more to us than we've done to them, but I feel like to be the bigger person i know we shouldn't have to be the bigger person but let's be honest who else is going to be that yeah, that's, that's a fact that we can look at them and say hey you're not all bad i just hope you look at us and say we're not all bad and to put it in a kind of christian point of view just mm. just treat them how you want to be treated and and put it in the hands of god and go right. from there right and that that made me think like are we wrong for for feeling this way? And I say we because you know we all went in the same. Like I said, it's you might be a millionaire or multimillionaire. As soon as you go back to your neighborhood, you're one in the same. Take off take off those jewels and the and the, and the diamonds and the Instagram followers. You're just like everybody else. So it's like, are we wrong for feeling the way that we feel towards this system? That like, you know what I'm trying to say. Just like, because I would say just because we're right doesn't mean it's helping. Right. Okay. I agree. I'll say we have we're justified in in being traumatized by it, but at the same time, like you exactly. said, we need to move not even move on, but address it and, and, and address it to the point where we fix it. Cause crying isn't gonna do nothing for nobody. And that's any case. That's life. Exactly. So like you said though, it goes that that made me think about the rap music. We can't not even just the rap music, but what these cause rap music to me isn't a problem. Like gangs to me, the, the concept of gangs to me aren't a problem. It's how they're executed. 
and how they're carried out. Gangs become a problem when you're fighting over neighborhoods that aren't yours and you're fighting over quote unquote turf that's not yours and you shooting your brother. That looks exactly like you know, speaking to black people, but of course it's not just black people in you know these gangs and, and whatnot. But like the problem with the the rap music and the gangs is that they pin us against one another. And I also want to make this clear too, like people think that in Africa everybody was all buddy buddy like no there were still tribes and, and and beefs and and conflicts going on but the thing is that it was internal it was within the continent so it's like I don't expect all black people to be buddy buddy and I, lo I love you as my brother I wish that was the case but I know it's not like that so I feel like if, if gangs could be remodeled and I also think these might be too far gone too just because of the bloodshed if gangs could somehow be remodeled to to enforce the youth instead of killing each other, why don't you why don't you hold a I don't know like it's just so much that could be done like you you see what I'm trying to say though and like with the rap music we can't promote and and influence the youth to think it's cool to kill one another and I'm speaking again you know to black people we can't influence the youth and promote the youth that it's cool to kill one another and that. You're the, the bigger and tougher you are, the bigger the better you are, the the cooler you are. Like, no, like that lifestyle that they rap about leads you to jail or death. And there's no in between. And that's proven. It's been proven time and time again. So I think we gotta hold our celebrities accountable, our rappers and whatnot accountable. <laughs> and yeah, I don't Tony, what do you what do you gotta say about that, bro? I I just feel like, yeah, the gangs and rap music, there's something to be done about it, but who wants to be the person to ask that person who just lost a brother or a mom exactly. or a sister and tell them to say, hey, let it go. That's and what I'm saying. I don't want to be that person. But that's what needs to happen. But how do you ask someone that? Well, I'll say this. I think I don't think it comes down to asking them. I think it's more or less somebody who's been through that same thing because I don't have the stats to back this up, but just common knowledge tells me, and I know that there's a lot of brothers who have experienced law, tragic loss in these streets, whether you on the East Coast, West Coast, Midwest, whatever, like, the streets are, are a commonality wherever you go in America. So it's like, there are people who have been through this, but at the same time, I can't be mad at you. I, I wish you this wasn't the case, but in terms of emotionally, I can't be mad at you if you want to cause harm to someone who looks just like you if he, if he caused harm to you and yours so it's like i don't think it, i don't think it lies on them because kind of like i was saying the other day tony like you can't teach an old horse or i mean a old dog new tricks whatever that saying is like mm -hmm. it's not i can't be mad at you for for wanting to like i said cause harm to somebody that looks just like you i think it comes down to the youth and this ultimately ties back into jamal's giants because if we can reach the youth early before they can be influenced by beefs that aren't theirs and, and conflicts that have nothing to do with them but rather the area that they grew up in then we could save a generation now that's big thinking but it's possible too like i don't i don't think we we need to try to influence the adults and i mean like 15 16 17 and up because their their minds already said you've been in it for a while so it's like it's on the youth who are who have open ears because I can't Tony you and I or whoever else can't tell no grown man what to do, and that's okay. Like you, you do you, and we're gonna try to do what we can to advance our community. So that's kind of what I got on that. <clears throat> any, you got any? What you got to say? Go ahead. Well, segue into the third question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
what do you think we can do to better our situation? Um, you want me to answer first? Yeah. All right. So what can we do as African-Americans to better our situation? Like I said, it comes down to us being on the same page. Now, practically, the first thing I think we could do is reach the youth, which is why I believe that God put Jamal Science on my heart because I... I, I truly believe that's where it starts because with the youth, they're they're moldable and not moldable to take advantage of, but they're they're permeable. Is that is that the word? It might not be the word, but they can be influenced right now, and I mean like twelve and under type of thing. So I feel like if we set them on the right path, we teach them that this music isn't good now, or if we teach them things like don't don't adhere to this music, or we stop playing it to them, or we show them you don't have to be a ball player or a rapper to be successful and to, and to make your family proud. Please be a doctor. Please be a lawyer. Please be a physical therapist. Please be a teacher. We need more black teachers. Like, I think it comes down to showing them examples of what they can do. Because if if you're growing up as a young black kid, man or uh, boy or girl, and you seeing the the little Dirks and the King Vons and the NBA young boys, you want to be just like them because that's all you see. Versus if if your parents showed you and encourage you to be a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, physical therapist, social worker, like, I feel like it would be a, a lot different of an outcome. So we got to hold ourselves accountable as adults and stop perpetuating and influencing in a negative sense, this cycle that's going on. And yeah, I, I like I said, ultimately, I think it's about getting on the same page. What about you though, Tony? I feel like we should, since you have the black side of things covered, <laughs> I feel like we need to not be so proud. And I know that's a strong characteristic of most black people is our pride. I feel like Mm -hmm. we should learn to take a step back, you know, not bow down to anybody because I know I'm not going to do that. I know you're not going to do that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, calm down on the yelling and the the aggressiveness that they expect from us mm-hmm. just be calm be cool and when they're expecting the outrage and they don't get it there's nothing they can do see there's jobs that want to fire you and they get you riled up because they know you'll either quit or you'll cause an outrage so they mm-hmm. where they can fire you everybody doesn't know the rules but they just can't just fire you for no reason especially not because you're black because they're getting a whole case for that there's so many laws against that They'll they try. Fire you. They have to have a valid reason to fire you. Mm-hmm. And you need to know that. And if you know that, then you won't get riled up because you can say, hey, I see what you're trying to do and it's not going to work. The cop tries to come and, come and yell at you or to stop you for no reason just to get you riled up to say, oh, he pulled a gun. I got scared. Mm-hmm. When if you stay calm, I know it's hard in a, in a stressful, scary situation. But if you condition yourself and you practice that and you and you say to yourself i'm not gonna let him change me right see and i feel like that could change the way we're nah, viewed nah i i, I agree to a to a uh a certain extent, yeah yeah to an extent because my my only disagreeance with that is that well okay i'll put it like this i agree we do gotta dial back on the outward aggression in the in the um, what's the one I'm looking for? Just the the 
outrageousness, if that makes sense. But only, and I don't mean dial it back, like suppress it, because this is, we got, oh, yeah, of course we're, not. we're dealing with, this This goes beyond uh, the past five, 10 years. This goes back hundreds of years. This is in our bloodline. I, I But um, I, I want to say, doing some research, that stress and, and trauma can be passed down genetically. So if that if that is the case, then we have a right, or we are justified, I should say, in, in feeling the way that we do. So to me, it's not about suppressing it; it's about moving it properly. So instead of instead of taking that same energy that you have and that hatred that you have towards this system or towards wh- whomever you may you may have this hatred towards, and I'm speaking to you know the, the African Americans listening and in the Black community. Instead of redirecting, instead of taking that anger and and acting outwardly and, and causing trouble and doing all this, we need it comes down to us educating ourselves and be like, okay, I can use the same aggression and the same energy to do XYZ productive or to, you know, what I'm trying to say like I feel like we need to yeah, redirect it. We can't suppress it because this goes back way back in time, so this can't be suppressed. I feel like it's about redirecting it and educating and educating ourselves on it first because we can't expect ourselves to do nothing different if we not change nothing so if we don't educate ourselves and, and listen to one another then nothing's gonna change and that's that like i said that goes to with anything so i agree but i don't think it's about suppressing it i think it's about redirecting it if that makes sense but i don't know we we gotta try something because this ain't working bro <laughs> yeah i want to touch on your um passed down genetically point of stress uh-huh. and stuff i think we also need to learn from past examples you oh, know, absolutely. Just because my I'm, my older brother is not in the gang, but just because my older brother is in the gang and he gets gunned down, that doesn't mean I should go in the gang and re- avenge him. I should say, no, hey, that doesn't seem like the right idea. I don't want to die. So why would I do exactly what made him die? Right. But you got to think. You're thinking, I'm going to cut you off intentionally. Uh, you're thinking outside the box but it's never happened to you or to I. So if you're a 13, 14, 15 year old kid in this situation where your brother gets gunned down, all you're thinking about is, as we call it in the, in the black community, the get back, you know, getting it back. So it's like, that's where this education comes in. We need the, the quote unquote OGs, as we call them, to come into play. The ones who, cause you gotta think Tony, me and you, we are not from that in terms of game banging. So it's like, we need people who who have grown up in that, who have who can empathize, and not just empathize, but who can empathize with these youth, and tell them, look, I know what you're going through, and actually mean it, because those will be the ones that are reached before you and I can reach them. So if they can tell them, like, look, it's not worth it, you're gonna end up dead or in jail, then we'll get somewhere. But if the if the OGs is getting killed off, and 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 you know that type of situation, as as these younger generations progress. And, and they become more destructive in the in the OGs of the world and the wise men and the old heads of the world and the, of these communities start to pass away and die off then we have a problem because you gotta think that generation of the I'll say what like the 60s 70s like they're fading and that's I mean that's that's natural but like it's starting to fade so it's kind of like we have to get to him now. I feel like, like the time, like you said earlier, the time is now. But this, well, go ahead. What I would say to that is, I don't. I agree with your points, but mm-hmm. the boxing. I feel like 
we should think as if there isn't a box because the box limits us. Mm-hmm. You you wouldn't have to think outside the box if there's nothing there. If there is no box, everything is technically outside the box. So everything is thought of. Everything is a collective idea, and nothing is outrageous. Nothing is crazy. Nothing is unthought of because it's all there, and it's all it. You can reach as far as your mind will let you, as far as any mind will let you, rather mm-hmm. than only can reach a certain point because there's a box. There's something stopping you. And that's what we've been, that's what's been there for so many centuries as black people. There's been a box stopping us from being a president or stopping us from being a doctor or stopping us from being this and that. There's always been a box in the way. And some can say a wall or an obstacle or anything. But I feel it's been the box in our minds that it all, it only takes one person to say, hey, I can do that too. And when they do, and when it becomes the first black or the first African-American to do this and that, it no longer becomes special. So they no longer, they, the box is no longer there to stop it because it doesn't care anymore because it's not special. Uh, and that, that's when like, when someone becomes the first at something, it, the second, third, fourth tends to happen way quicker than the first did. Oh yeah, no, it, it's definitely groundbreaking with things like that. But that that made me that posed to me the question of where did this box come from? Because like you said, it's not even always a, a literal box; it's a mental box and a psychological box. So where did uh, it? I feel like we both know where the box came from. Exactly. All right, all right. So as long as we agree on that, okay, we good. <laughs> but yeah, so look, um, I'm well. Let's, let's go ahead. We're gonna relax with that because you know we have 37 minutes, mm-hmm. roughly 30, 35 minutes. So. I don't want to give the people too much. This is, once again, this was just a discussion to, you know, invoke thought and, and make you think because it's, it's a lot going on. So, and, and the world trains us, and now I mean just America, but the world trains us to not think for ourselves. They, your, your smartphone can do it. Your calculator can do it. I'm not telling you you need to be able to do uh, pre-algebra in your head, but <laughs> like, you know, we got to think for ourselves and, and don't always listen to the narratives being pushed. Think for yourself. So that's kind of what this was encouraging. And I, and I hope we accomplish that. And Tony, I'm going to leave the last question I had. I'm going to leave that for the next one. Um, on a positive note, Tony, who you got in the in the NBA Finals, the Celtics or the Warriors? Bro, you asking me like you already don't know, bro. <laughs> Let the people know, though. I am a Lakers fan, so I cannot allow myself to ever go for the Celtics. <laughs> All right, well, you already know I got the Celtics. So I'm tired of them Warriors. But, yeah, on that, um, all praise to God. Tony, thank you course, for real definitely. for coming out. All Anytime, praise to, man. Yeah, all praise to Jesus Christ. And because we need him right now. It, yeah, we, that, matter of fact, that. ultimately, that's what can save us, God and Jesus Christ. And I'm going to leave that at that. I believe Tony. that wholeheartedly. <laughs> yeah, wholeheartedly. And we're going to leave that at that. And once again, thank y'all for listening. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody uh, who tunes in. Yeah, facts. Thank y'all. Y'all can follow um, Jamal's Giants on all platforms, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Instagram, and Facebook. For the podcasting in, in Spotify, it's the Jamal's Giants podcast. And then for Instagram and Facebook, just uh, type in Jamal's Giants, and it'll pop up. So I'm good, Tony. You got any closing remarks? So we good. I'm all good. All right, with, on that note, all praise to God, all praise to Jesus Christ, and thank y'all for listening. Peace. Peace.